welcome to the American Mill Spouse. I'm your host, Elizabeth Smith. This week, I got the chance to talk to Chelsea. She and her husband are living over in Italy, and that is their first assignment as a married couple. So it's also their first assignment living together. So the two of them picked up their separate lives, their separate living spaces, and moved over to Italy together. So Chelsea has so much awesome information to share with us about what that experience for her has been like. She was also working at her dream job, working for MTV in New York, and she left that career to move over to Italy with her new husband. And she talks to us about some of the struggle that went into that decision and just what it's been like kind of getting settled into this new life and the perspectives that she has adopted and the way that she's grown through this experience. She has a lot of awesome wisdom to share, and I can't wait to share it with you. So let's get started. Hi, I'm Chelsea Hayes. I'm currently 25. Sometimes I forget my age because life keeps moving and sometimes I choose to stop. So. You know, like after <laughs> 21, it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's all. Literally, I'm like, how old am I? After right. But apparently, according to like the kids who are younger than me, I'm old, apparently. And I'm like, that's well, 25 sounds very young to me. So me too. But according to the kids. (laughs) Okay. So a little bit about me, where I'm at currently in life. So my husband and I, we are stationed at Aviano Air Base in Italy. So it's been a wild ride, especially with COVID and everything. But we're, you know, we're grateful to be here for the time that the military is allowing us to be here. Let's see what else about me. Currently, I work on base. I work in marketing as a marketing assistant, but really more like digital media coordinator by trade. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) And so did you get married just before you guys moved out here or how long have you been together? Sort of. So my husband and I, we got married in April of 2019. And that was actually right before he went to BMT, basic military training. We had been dating for four years at that point. Wow. I like it's not that long ago, but I'm just like I'm so bad at years. And whenever it's terrible in the military because people always be like, oh, you know, when were you at that base? I'm like, oh yeah. before this know. one and after <laughs> this one. I don't know. <laughs> I have started to just be like, yeah, sometime in the spring. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, we were dating for about four years at that point. And we knew like we wanted to get married. That was always something we wanted to do. But, you know, he had told me in like the summer of that year that he was like, yeah, I'm considering the military. And I was like, huh? You know, and like, we have no like prior military background or anything like that. So for him to tell me that my instant like thought was, oh my gosh, he's going to be on the front line. Oh my gosh, he's going to like, he could die tomorrow. You know, I think that's very natural. I think that's definitely where people go because when you haven't, when you aren't familiar with it, you just have like the movies, which are usually not especially (laughs) low key. Oh, because it's even like we've only been in now for what's like almost two years, right? And like just some of the movies I've even seen, like Netflix put it out, and I'm like, oh, like that's so cringeworthy. The stuff that I, I, I can't watch. I don't watch any of them, to be honest with you. I'd rather just be ignorant. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things where it's, I saw the first five minutes and I was like, I don't think we can do this. Right. <laughs> right. 
So how do you, how do you proceed kind of when he told you that, what were your, I mean, obviously your feelings were kind of shock at first, but were you okay with it? Did it, was it like a big deterrent for you or where was your head? So honestly, I was like, wow, I want this for him. Cause for my husband, like he came from kind of like a tougher background and didn't necessarily have the path yet that he mm-hmm. like, knew he could go on. So I knew for him, this would be a great path career wise and to get him, you know, his foot in the door, like literally just build him up. And I love that. But for me, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to change my life like that, you know? Right. So it was a lot of nights of, hey, let's watch like a YouTube channel of a military couple talking about their life, you know, because I learn best from just like experiences, right. And hearing other people's like thoughts and all that good stuff. So I was like, Hey, put me on some YouTube channels or something and mm-hmm. we'll go from there. So it was a lot of nights of just like watching these like YouTubers or military couples who's hearing their experiences. So it kind of grew on me. Once I realized I was like, Oh, they paid for your housing. That's kind of nice. You know, right? like, Oh, okay. Like, Oh, they give you extra money for this. Oh, that's kind of nice, you know. Yeah. So ultimately, obviously, I agreed because we're here. But yeah, for him, it's like seeing him how he's grown from the day he left from BMT to where we are now is like honestly growing so much, and I'm just like so incredibly proud of him. And like when he tells me like things he has accomplished, I'm just like I always knew you could. So I'm happy that like you're doing it. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And so where were you in terms of, you know, I know you're working right now, but where were you when it comes to like school, career, when this all came about, how did that impact you? At the time that summer that he told me that he wanted to go like check out the military, I had just graduated from college. So I went to college at the University of Rhode Island. So yeah, I had just graduated, I would say it was like about a year after and at the time, I was an assistant manager at Hollister. So not even in my career field. So, oh, I guess I should tell you that too. <laughs> so um, I'm a journal. I was a journalism major with a minor in leadership studies and uh, gender women studies. So not in my career field, mainly because where I thought I wanted to go with journalism, it wasn't necessarily panning out well for me in my life. So I decided to kind of go back to where I worked whenever I was home um, mm-hmm. from school. So I was assistant manager, which was fine. You know, I was, I was making good money and everything was okay. And then, you know, he told me and I was like, okay, here we go. We got to see what life brings. But, you know, I feel like life always does a thing where it's just, oh, just wait until you see what I have for you next, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after we got married, like back in the States, we used a super small, like ceremony at the church I grew up at. After we got married, we went on our honeymoon. Like we did like a mini moon and Houston, Texas. It was fun. Um, We did that. I actually ended up getting a message from this connection that I had at MTV. So anyone who has known me since I was like 15, I've always said, I'm going to work for MTV one day. I was like, just know it's going to happen. You know, everybody always rolling their eyes when you doing the introduction. Oh, she said she's going to work at MTV. You know, <laughs> but I, you know, I was like, no, I'm going to do it. So I had made this connection when I was in college and we had stayed in touch every once in a while. And I was literally hopping on the plane to go to our mini moon. And I got this LinkedIn message from my connection. And he was like, hey, 
this position's opening up in the production like section of my department. He's like, I think you'd be a great fit. Can you send me a resume? And I was like, I'm hopping on a plane to Houston right now. I will get it to you before end of day. Like, I was like freaking out. Like yeah. my husband was like, oh my gosh. He's like, what are we going to do? I was like, we have to get on this plane. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't do this right now. So we got on the plane. I like on the plane, like I almost like, paid for the Wi-Fi, but I was like, okay, relax. It's only like an hour. And like, <laughs> so, so um, I edited my resume, like offline on my computer. Nature was like looking good. And then as soon as we got to our Airbnb, I was like, where's the Wi-Fi password? I hooked that up and I sent it to him. So a lot of my life was just like doing its thing and it panned out well. I was, I went in for an interview and I was offered the position. So I worked at MTV, my dream <laughs> company to work at, which was amazing. I mean, I didn't know where to begin, but one of the things that was the most amazing was I was actually able to go to the BMAs, what? which was huge. Yeah. Like I didn't even think I was going to be able to go because generally like when you're like first there, you only get to go if you've been there for a certain amount of time. And they were like, no, we got you a ticket. I was like, oh, it was great. I, I saw... Missy Elliott perform, I saw Miles Cyrus perform, Taylor Swift, like it was just like that's wow. crazy. Yeah, like it was fan girl. Like I get goosebumps. That's so cool. It was it was really unreal. Like, and like I said, this is like doing its thing where it's just like just wait until you see what I have next for you. Yeah. So then that transitioned eventually, you know, my, my husband came back from tech school because he went to tech school, all that stuff. And we found out that we were getting stationed in Italy, which was also something we did not see coming. Like we thought we were going to get stationed in McGuire in New Jersey because that's where we're from. And I was working in New York City and I was like, oh, I don't know why would they send us to Italy, you know? Right. <laughs> so when we found out it was Italy, like that was like my whole world again, like just Fun upside down because yeah. initially my dad who's very much like work oriented like he's you know you should focus on your job he was like are you sure you want to go to Italy and give up your dream job and you know when someone tells that to you you're like all kinds of mixed emotions like I actually just like cried on the phone with dad when he said that because I'm just like I don't know what to do you know um yeah. like I love my husband but it's my dream job so yeah yeah. So how did you come to that decision? Because that is huge. And especially, you know, you're kind of getting started in your career and it's all taking off and what went into it? So honestly, it was a lot of prayer to be really honestly. Like I really just had to take time to pray and just really think about what, you know, I want, what God was putting in front of me. I'm like, he's giving me two options, you know, do really cool things. But I think ultimately for me, even though my dad totally like to say, still says you could have stayed for a year. I, this is my husband. He just went through all this hardship at BMT and in tech school. And then for him to go to his first base overseas, because my husband has never really been overseas either. I couldn't be in the States while he was trying to figure that out. So, and like, we're a team. Like, I think that's another thing that's always we've always said to each other, like we're a team, we do, we do this together because doing it alone, it's, it's just, it's tough. So yeah, it was a lot of prayer. I mean, my mom was just like, yeah, you should just go. It's fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that helps but, though. You yeah. kind of, it's nice when you've got each parent on opposite yeah. sides of something like that. So you could be like, all right, if I need this, I'm going to come to you. If I need that, yeah. I'm going to go to you. <laughs> yeah. My older sister, she's also like very much like a realist too. So she was like, honestly she's like you should just go 
shape my kids in Italy. But I think the reason also why my dad was kind of hesitant was because I, not just because of my career, but in college, I studied abroad in Florence, actually. Oh, so wow. he was like, well, you've already been to Italy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, like <laughs> you need to change your mindset. I'm like, it's not just going to Italy for, like, a semester of college, Dad. It was like, it's my life. Like, right. you know? Yeah. Right. And about how long do you know, will you be over there? Is it, like, a three-year thing? Yeah, so we're here for three. So, yeah, we got here officially in October of 19. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Until- at least October 2022. So. Okay. So hopefully you'll get a, another year of actually getting to do some stuff. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, right now, Italy's actually kind of, or at least where we're at, where they're on the up and up. I mean, they're trying to open tourism for even people in the States for June is what they're kind of saying right now. But everything changes here on a dime. That's something I've yeah. learned. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. I feel like especially there, it's been really back and forth oh so so much i mean you can feel it like everyone is just this is hard like in it you know but at the end of the day i think i just try to remind myself i'm like there are worse things like i could have got covid thank god i didn't you know and there are people who are suffering from covid so i try to just like remind myself yes this is not great but Mm-hmm. I could have COVID, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. true. I definitely, I feel like this last year has just like really forced people into gaining some perspective at the very least. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so how did it feel when you got over there? You know, you left your job and what was that like to walk away from that and come to a foreign country? So initially, I mean, it was like, wow, okay, we're here, right? But I think it was honestly kind of scary because it wasn't like I was just coming to Italy. Like I was coming to Italy as a military staff. And this was my first experience ever with the military, you know, and I wanted to make sure I kind of understood things and stuff. And I know I'll, I'll be honest, like I definitely had a stigma of what a military spouse looks like, right? I mean, I'm sure people have said it too. You know, I didn't want to be like, you know, a stay-at-home mom and we don't have kids yet, but you know, I didn't want to like be a stay-at-home spouse or whatever it is. Because I'm just very work oriented and I came from a paced work environment. So for me, it was like, okay, like I, I got to figure something out, like, you know, because I, I can make friends with anybody. But to me, it's not just about making friends. It's about building myself, especially because, yeah, I, I am still pretty young and I was most nervous to have a gap on my resume. So that was like something else because here at this um, base, it's actually really hard for spouses to get jobs because there's not many jobs and you can only work on base for the most part, mainly because there's this agreement between Italy, the base spouses don't work in the economy because we would be taking away jobs from those who do live here. So that was tough hearing that because then it's just, oh, okay. You know, now I'm even more limited and I have to really work harder. But my dad has always taught me, he's like, work harder (laughs) or work. Yeah. Work harder. It's not smarter. I forget what the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Work smarter, not harder, maybe. Yeah, yeah right. Maybe that. I'm like, that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to make it work. So for the first, I want to say, like eight, seven months that we were here, I was unemployed. I actually filed for unemployment. That was a big pillow swallow because I was like, never in my life. Because I think yeah, I get to that point. But, yeah. you know, I did. And it's just because. I'm like, well, well, they say I can do it. So to me, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do yeah, this. Because but it was definitely a tough income. one. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. That's tough. And that's a tough feeling when, and I feel like it makes you just kind of feel out of control too, because you're like, I'm not unemployed by choice. You know, I'm not unemployed because of anything other than being a military spouse. Right. right. <laughs> I think that's tough. And I can't imagine because, so he was always, when he joined, then he did these different trainings. So this was your first time living together that while too. he was, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Like, I mean, if we talked about the whole thing, we'd be here for like the next day. I'd have to pour you a glass of wine if you drink. But yeah, I mean, it's just, we were doing a lot of firsts. Like we got our first place together because I mean, we have to, right? Um, right? So we got our first place together because we weren't living together prior. We're both living houses and everything. And it just, I mean, we definitely went through some struggles of just living together for the first time because I'm a neat freak. I mean, all my friends and all, and he's more like, it's fine. We can just stay like that for a week. And I'm like, <laughs> so... It was a lot of adjusting, but I mean, I think we just had to remind ourselves at the end of the day, we love each other and we just have to really just be honest with each other about our feelings. So, and I think also just remembering that it's okay for us to have these moments because if we don't, that's not normal in my opinion. I mean, like more power to the people that maybe like get to that. But I know for us, like we just told ourselves like, it's okay. It's okay that we have these disagreements. We have to, because we have to understand each other even more than we did before. So. Yeah. I think that's very true. And I think it's like, nobody ever wants to be in those, that part of marriage, you know, when you're bickering or you're arguing or you're sorting stuff out. But I mean, I've not found a way to get things done without some of that. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, sure maybe that. someday, but For sure. so do, do you feel like you came over there open-minded? Were you like ready to go or was it because I know there have been moments for me where I've been, I've done things begrudgingly, <laughs> you know, like or I've done things at least not totally pumped about it, you know? So what was your, you know, kind of going in, where was your head? So I definitely tried to be open-minded, but I definitely mm-hmm. found moments where I was like, oh, oh no, like, I, was like, I, don't, I don't want that. So I think, forget what it was. I went to a wine tasting, right? Because I mean, that's, what they do here they do a lot sure. of those <laughs> so, which is fun like it was a lot of fun but I think what kind of like internally like kind of made me nervous was like all the spouses that I saw there either had kids or like I don't know they were like just stay at home and mm-hmm. they were like content with that and like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's a bad thing but it was just not my cup of tea right so right. I was kind of nervous I'm like am I gonna find people who are like you know, like, I don't know, you know, and like, it's fine. You know, I've learned now, like, I can totally have a balance with that. And it's, it's totally fine. But I was just like, wow, I'm like, these people are that. And it just took a lot for me to just be like, okay, everyone's on this walk away. Everyone's doing it different. And that's okay. I'm like, maybe we won't be friends. And it's not that I don't want to be a friend. It just may not see things eye to eye. And like, I know for my husband and I, like, we're both we're not trying to have kids right now, <laughs> you know, because that was like one of the things that kind of came up in conversation with somebody. They were like, oh, like, do you have kids? And obviously I was like, no, we don't. We have a dog though. He's like our kid. And they're like, oh, but like, you, you'll probably have a kid here. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> that is not the goal. No, I was like, you say that, but like, it's really not the goal. Like <laughs> my, my close friends know, like, I'm like, no, I will not have a kid until I have a kid in like the writs of all like hospitals. Like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, especially our first kid, I'm like, no, put me in the writs of all hospitals. I want my parents to be there. And like, my parents are also getting kind of old too. So it's just, to me, I'm like, no, no, like I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that can, you're right though. That is a challenge. And we've, I feel like we've been in different parts of that before. There was, when we were first married, it was like, we were one of the only married people and we didn't get married crazy mm. young, but it just kind of happened to be that way. And then we moved to the next space and then we were like the only people without kids. And we're like, felt like we kind of time traveled because we were like, we were just like the quote unquote old people. It felt like, and now everybody's got multiple kids and it felt like, it is a little hard to kind of find your way. And as you know, a mom now, I'm like, yes, moms have other facets to them. And it's not like we can't be friends with that kids, but it's a different season. And we can't really hang out past seven o'clock at night, you know, (laughs) that's silly to say, but yeah, yeah, but that's, that can make it hard to forge a friendship when you're just in on totally different wavelengths at the time. And I could see that being especially overseas on your first assignment and all those different things where you're like, just somebody kind of show me what the heck's going on for everyone to be kind of over in a different spot of life. I would imagine it would be kind of intimidating. One thing I will mention is I was really grateful for my Keith house. So I've learned that like Keith houses are like a thing, but like apparently overseas are more of a thing. I don't know for fact or anything, but that's what I've been told. But yes, my Keith house she and I are like kind of around the same age. Like she's a little bit older than me, but she like comes from like a single household. So it's just like her and her husband and like she has two cats and she's amazing. Really grateful that she was my key spouse because she really like helped me. And like the first time we met, we just opened up to each other. And I was like, you're my, you're my friend. Like, you're my people. <laughs> I'm like, I need you in my life. So She's been like incredible. I just got to shout her out. Shout out Lauren Rush. She is the most amazing. So she just like, honestly, like wrapped me up in open arms. And I was like, I got, I get what you're feeling. I know it seems awkward and crazy, but there's more people like us. And it was like, awesome, you know, because right. it's like I said, it's not a bad thing. Like, and now I, I have friends who have kids here mm-hmm. and, and that's perfectly fine. But again, like you said, it's that different kind of like, sometimes right where it's just like yeah we and I know you got to go home you got to put your kids to sleep you know so it's like totally fine so having her and then she kind of introduced me to more people and taught me kind of the way of what it's like to be a military spouse like here and and even her so this is also like their first base so it was like you know so and she had this like wealth of knowledge and I was like you know so it just reminded me that you know, everybody goes through this, right? Like where you come to a new base, regardless if it's your first base or your fifth base, but having somebody who just kind of connects with you like that, just was the literal cherry on top that made my first couple of months here so much better. Yep. That can make such a huge difference, especially when you're kind of like, what the heck's going on? So literally, yeah. Yeah. So you talked a little bit in your pre-interview stuff about kind of focusing on 
and appreciating beauty and excellence, which I really like that. So can you tell me more about what that means? Absolutely. Okay. So I'd love to talk about this because like I mentioned prior, I'm a leadership studies minor and that minor is actually like not super common in a lot of colleges, but it was common at mine. And that's where I learned about that appreciation of beauty and excellence, a phrase. So I learned it because it's a top value strength of mine. So it's one of the things I value about life, about people, and about interactions that I make. So what it means is that I appreciate people from all different walks of life. And I appreciate seeing them come from maybe a hard time in their life or come from like a certain different like background or just anything about them to where they are now. And I love to learn about that. I think there's so much beauty in that. And to see, even if they're still kind of struggling, it's, well, they're not struggling as much as they were in the beginning of their life or their path that they're on now. So I enjoy that. I love to get to know people in that aspect. I'll have a deep conversation with you and you might think, wow, this girl wants to know everything. And I'll stop myself if I'm getting a little too, you know, into it. But I just, I love that. To me, it's like, just shows that every person in this life has something to offer. And I just think that's so cool and fascinating. (laughs) That's really awesome. And I feel like that's something that will serve you extremely well in this, in this military community, especially because like you said, I absolutely, there's sort of a stereotype for all of us, but as I'm sure you're finding is not super accurate, right? There's not at all. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's every walk of life, absolutely every walk of life. And I think that an ability to find the beauty in each experience like that is really great. And I think you're, you're way ahead of the game on that because that was something that took me a while because I was kind of like you mentioned before, I was going to a spouse coffee or whatever and looking for the people who seemed like they had the same stuff going on as me, like whether it's kids or whatever. And, and that's obviously not necessarily the wrong thing to do, but for one, sometimes they're not there (laughs) and and that the people who, you know, whether it's have kids or just got married or have been married for 20 years or whatever, there are common threads. And I think there are common threads and there are really interesting things about everybody, which obviously I can totally get on board with as I'm doing this, this podcast, right? That that's like what it's all about is that every single story is different. And I think it's such a cool perspective to take in a way of approaching people, because I think that's another thing that I, I'm not good at sometimes in, I get it. Like in social settings where you're kind of more like, what am I going to say next? And how do I walk away? And it's if I walked up to you looking for the beauty in your story instead, I think I would be in a much better mindset and a lot more engaged with what people had to say, which. I mean, I will say sometimes I like drift (laughs) and I'm like, wait, where did we go? But that's, that's okay too. Right. I think I'm a big fan of, Hey, it's all good. You know? It's all good if, okay, you know, maybe you're not feeling it today. Oh, it's all good. If, you know, talk to me. That's okay. Like, I've, I've really learned to just accept that, like, whatever you decide to do, as long as you're not physically harming me or anyone else, okay, you know? So I think that's allowed me to kind of find more peace because I definitely used to be more, like, hypersensitive and I used to, like, really, really care deeply about 
what people have to say about me. And I'm still working on that. Of course, mm-hmm. like I'm not fully there yet. I haven't reached Nirvana or anything, but, but just like that has just taught me just to be like, it's okay, you know, right. You're not feeling it or okay. Maybe you're feeling me a little too much. Okay, we'll back it up a little. That's also fair. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely given me a, a, like a lot more peace in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. Did that come, I know you said kind of in class, but mm-hmm. did that come through experience too? Like, was that, I know you said you were kind of more sensitive before, like mm-hmm. what really helped you move into that space? So I would say I was seeing people who looked like me just because, so for people on the podcast who may not know, I identify as African-American. And I think growing up, like in the town that I grew up in, I didn't really see that many people that looked like me. So I thought I had to fit like a certain image, right? So, you know, going to college, like I started to kind of see a little bit more people that looked like me or like the things that I liked, for example. And I think once I kind of like got older and like graduated college and then like kind of just felt more accepted by just how I was, even with my like weird mannerisms. <laughs> it just, it just kind of like opened the door for me of like, okay, there are people who just want to know me for me. So I'm like, okay, I want to know other people for them. So it, once I kind of like saw that, like catch, you know, back and forth, I was like, oh, okay. So like, this is what it feels like, you know, and I learned to just love myself for me because you know, I, I used to not love myself for me. And that was just a lot of like unlearning I had to do on my own and just reminding myself that like, yeah, when I look in the mirror, I should love who I am, especially because that one Bible verse um, that goes like, you were fear- beautifully, beautifully. Wow. I can't do post today. I'm sorry. You're doing fine. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Is that right? Yes. It's exactly that. But yes, that Bible verse, it just, it really reminds me like, yeah, like, you know, like God didn't put me on this earth for no reason. Right. So it's, if you put me here, that means that like, I have a purpose and like, I matter. So like, okay, I want other people to feel that way too. So they don't feel like how I felt like when I was younger, you know, I, I don't want anyone to feel like that. And, you know, it is also a lot of like, your own, like you have to learn within yourself, but it also does help to have someone in your corner. So I try to be that person for as many people as I can, you know, and sometimes I may miss the mark, but hey, like to me, it's like if I could at least impact your day in some way and like maybe get you through it, like to me, I, I did enough. So, yeah. <laughs> and so do you feel like in being able to see people who looked like you, do you feel like because you weren't seeing that, that made you sort of question everything else, made you question, you know, like you said, kind of your interests, your personality type. Like it felt like because you didn't see the same thing, you felt like the rest of you just didn't fit either. Yeah, I would definitely say it was exactly like that. Like even now, like, so I'm wearing like a head wrap in this hall and everything. Like I, like before I used to think, oh, I can't do that because like I never saw people that looked like me or even just like people who didn't look at me do that. So I was like, Oh, I can't do that because I need to look like a certain way. Like, so it definitely really like hindered me from who I could have been. But again, what I've always said, it's like, it's the journey, right? Like we're all going through this path and like, yeah, like I wouldn't change what I experienced as a kid, even though yes, it was tough. 
I wouldn't change it only because it's made me who I am now. And like, I feel like I'm so much stronger and I'm able to really like positively impact those around me because I'm at a stronger point in my life. Whereas like when I was younger, like I just don't know if I was ready for that and that's okay. You know? So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's so great that you, you're able to use that example and speak to it too, because I think that that's just wildly undervalued in general is the importance of, you know, representation and kids seeing themselves in people, places and things. And, you know, our oldest daughter is black and that's something that you work through because obviously I can't model those things for her. I, you know, from a visual perspective. And so I think that it's just really easy to not focus enough on that. And I think it's really important that you share it because it is important. And I think that like, that's, it's makes me sad to hear. And I know that you're on the other side of that and that you've grown so much through it. And you're a beautiful example of, of how to grow through that. But I think it's great for you to share that part of your message too, because that is, like I said, kind of sometimes I think I've seen as sort of a, like a nice to have, you know, and not a necessity. And I just don't agree with that. And I think that it needs to be a much, a much bigger focus than it is for, for the exact reasons that you said. So thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I want to ask you a little bit about on a, a different note, just because I can't even imagine, because I know you mentioned that you had a small ceremony before you guys moved, but that you are <laughs> your wedding planning. I I feel like it's like a dangerous, slippery slope to ask you wedding planning, living in Italy in the middle of the pandemic, but let's hear it. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> okay, so the backstory. So yes, my husband and I were like, after we, you know, got married back in New Jersey and did our small ceremony. We were like, okay, well, we do want to have a big wedding because we only, you know, did it with so many of our close friends and family. So we're like, no, we want to do it with all of our like family and friends. So we had booked a venue in New Jersey in 2019. So like right before we actually got married, we found the venue for the later date. So we like secured that. The venue is Liberty House in Jersey City. So we were like super excited. They hooked us up with the military discount. So if, if y'all are thinking about it, go there. Uh, they hooked <laughs> us up. Um, so yeah, we had already booked the venue and our original date was June 13th, I think. Oh, actually, no, I have the original date right here. Yeah, June 13th, 2020. So that was our original date, but it wasn't even because of COVID. We rescheduled. It was because we found out we were getting stationed in Italy and we were like, oh, this is like too much. Like we have to like postpone for at least another year because we just want to make sure we were more focused and also financially ready because like, I mean, my husband's an A1C. So if you know that, right? Only so much money. So we were like, we just need to like get ourselves to Italy, settle down, and then we can keep going mm-hmm. with the planning. So we um, had reached out to our venue. We explained the whole situation and we're like, hey, hot mess, we're moving to Italy. Can we postpone? And they're like, yeah, we will do it for you. So they were super understanding and like helpful with us. So we rescheduled to, you know, this June, 2021. And, you know, COVID came and we were just like, oh, this is too much. <laughs> like, you know, now it's like, planning overseas, plus COVID, plus the time difference, and just like vaccines, like it's just, 
hot mess, right? So like, long story short, I mean, we're still doing it. We are doing it. Our date is June 12th of you know this coming June. Everything is working out surprisingly well because of the vaccines, like literally because of the vaccines, like it's working out. Talk to me in January of this year. I've been like, oh, yeah, it's not going to happen, right? People at this wedding and like, maybe we need to postpone. And also another kicker to all this, my husband went on his first deployment. <laughs> so he, yup, <laughs> he left in October and I was just planning I actually did go back to the States in January because I needed to do things because I'm like, "Mm -hmm." and I only went for two weeks because I was working and like, I just needed to do things. One of the big things I needed to do was pick up my wedding dress because I actually found my wedding dress before we even moved to Italy. Like I found it. It was just like fabulous moment in my life, but I was trying to pick it up before we moved to Italy, but they were like, we're so sorry. It's not going to be ready until like, I think they said like January of uh, 2020. So I'm like, well, I'll be in Italy by then. (laughs) So I needed to pick it up. So I went to go pick it up. Praise the good Lord. It's still fit. (laughs) 2019 me was not the same of 2020. I've been through a lot in 2020. Let's be real. Like I mean, I'm eating pasta, I'm getting gelato, I'm eating risotto, like I, I'm living my life, you know? <laughs> so it just was like all around, wow, look at God. I fit into this dress. So I was like, you can't tell me nothing now. Like I, I at least fit into the dress. <laughs> so, so yeah, that all worked out. And like I have to literally thank my bridesmaids and my maid of honor because like no way could I do this without them. Like they all hooked it up and they're like, Hey girl, we know like you're dealing with like a six to seven hour time difference right now. We'll call this place for you. I'm like, thank you. Because it's just, I'm using WhatsApp and like I've downloaded like one of these apps that allows you to call people in the U S but like still that also isn't so good because if your connection is like shot, like, oh my gosh. you know, yeah. <laughs> so 1000% hot mess, but it can be done. If I can do it during COVID, living abroad, my husband was deployed, anyone can do it. It will be a lot of tears, though. I totally cried a lot, but it's fine. It's literally all working out. (laughs) So you must head back soon then. When do you head back for it? We officially go June 1st. So yeah, literally days from now but everything has worked out we got all of our rsvps yeah one a lot of people oh for sure always though i'm just like because our rsvp is online because no way would i do a mailing with us living overseas no way but like just log on to the site it takes you a second i know you're on your phone like (laughs) you know i feel like that was like like the day yeah. of your wedding, you're surrounded by these people and you love them so much and you're so thankful for them. And there is no time that is more frustrating toward your, just all of your loved ones than when you're trying to get them to RSVP. <laughs> it's like, you have to pick your meal. If nothing else, RSVP so you yeah. can tell me what you want to eat. Like my brother-in-law, the best man. Yeah. I'm like, send in your RSVP. Like, just say, I know you're coming. Just send it. <laughs> I you know what you're coming, but RSVP, like you should have already RSVP. Like, please don't assume. I know it's because it's like, then you're going to make me add all these extra random people that just think I'm assuming they're coming. It's just send me the, just do the thing. But yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah. like I said, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Without them, I'm thankful for our bridal party. But yes, it's all worth it. Like I said, if I can do it during COVID and my husband being gone and mm-hmm. living overseas, anyone can do it. Yes. Well, that's exciting. Well, by the time this airs, that will have happened. So I cannot wait to see the pictures and we'll have to, oh. uh, we'll have to share them with your posts, but. Sure. You got it. <laughs> All right. I don't want to run out of time before a rapid fire. So I'm going to skip over there. Okay. First one is who is your favorite musician? I would have to say Alicia Keys. I mean, yeah. Fabulous woman. <laughs> it was just, what was it? Like the billboard award? There was something I just saw pictures so. of looking amazing and just not aging at all. I mean, she doesn't even wear makeup and she just looks like a pot of gold. Like I'm like, I want that. I know. <laughs> I know. And she's, she's just so cool. So therefore I can like love her for it. Cause otherwise you just want to hate her for it, but yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> she's just actually nice. So it's, it's great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you could change one thing about mill spouse life, what would it be? No last minute. TDYs or deployments. I, I like. I don't want that for anyone. I mean, it didn't happen to us this time, but like, just no last minute changes. Just take that out, and it would be honestly pretty great. Yeah, there's a lot of great about it, but I agree. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a singer. <laughs> yeah, not that that's like a specific profession. Like, oh, it totally you know? is. You could be so, like a Alicia Keys. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why I love Alicia Keys so much. I was in like a bunch of talent shows from like elementary school all the way up until like middle school. So wow. yeah, I, just, I always wanted to do that, but. Oh, that's awesome. I don't need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you sing. That's, t- that's a dream of mine as well, but I can't sing at all. So it's, <laughs> it's further yeah, I just, away. I just did it for like fun and I never went to actual like coaching classes. Like my husband actually, he can sing he oh, is at it and everything like he went to like uh, choir and stuff growing up like me I just did it on my worship team like every now and then uh-huh. I wasn't like the best because there were some ladies on there who were like I'm like oh you you take the center stage not me <laughs> <laughs> that's <Yeah>. great <laughs> what would your dream duty station be dream Ooh, okay if I go anywhere I'd love to go to Spain that would be really cool. I mean, or if I'm being like, oriented, California would be great because yeah. I, I can thrive there. It's warm all year round for the most part. I mean, yeah, they have wildfires once in a while, but it's great. We'll, we'll get around it. <laughs> yeah, I think San Diego would be pretty great. Right? For it's sure. Pretty, pretty mild year round and right mm-hmm. on the water. So, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about that one. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Last one is what is your favorite way to relieve stress? Okay. So I really just love getting in a car, driving with the windows down if it's warm <laughs> and listening to music. Mm. That's, that's my getaway. Like I, don't, I can be with someone or I can be by myself and I'm just content. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. And I need to ask Corey, my editor, to go back and cut out the part where I said last one because that's not the last one I liked. So. Oh, no, <laughs> I get it. I do the same thing. <laughs> so next one is, if you could tell people one thing about male spouse life, what would it be? 
say definitely like take it one step at a time. Like it is not like a one-stop shopping. Like you're just going to figure it out. Like it is a journey 110% of the way. Like I know people who have been in for almost like 20 years, both as active duty or as a spouse. And it's, it's a journey the whole way. Like, and that's okay. Like, you know, and I think a lot of the time it's that we kind of like assume, oh, you know, we've been in for so long. Like we just, we can handle anything. And it's like, no, <laughs> like things will turn, but that's okay. And I think it's all about just finding, you know, that kind of group. And it doesn't have to be a big group. It can be one person and that could be your group, right? So I think it's just like always just reminding yourself, like it's a journey, not a sprint. And yeah, just you know, find your person. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is the real last one. So okay. next question. What is your favorite quote? Oh, you know, I'm bad at quotes, so. No. <laughs> I can help you through um, it if we need to. <laughs> no, I actually thought of this one, so I wouldn't forget. So my favorite quote is actually a quote that my sister told me. I don't think she created it, but I love it. It's, um, don't let anyone steal your joy. And I love it because it's not like saying like, back off, leave me alone. It's just, yeah, like, you know, okay, you want to be like, okay, you know, I'm not going to let you steal my joy. And it's like, mm-hmm. how can you be mad at somebody for saying that? I'm so polite, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite quote. That's great. I love that. Thanks again so much, Chelsea, for sharing your story with us. And Um, This interview was recorded a while back, and I know that right now in the world there is so much going on, and normally this is the point where I encourage you to follow us on social media, follow Chelsea, all that good stuff. Um, What I'd really love to do, though, is encourage you to check out the Real Housewives of Fighter Pilots, as well as Wives of the Air Force, both of which I will tag in the show notes as well, but they're both doing a really incredible job right now of keeping up with everything that's going on in Afghanistan and finding ways that we can help over here. So again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it so much. And I know that the world is just a crazy place right now. I hope that maybe this gave you a little break from it, but I also want to be sure to send you toward people who are doing some really incredible work and helping keep us all posted on as much as they can about everything that's going on. So hang in there and we will talk to you soon. Thank you.